Hi, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you like what we talk about here on the Belonging Podcast, I think you'll really love my book. It's called Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect to Land, Lineage, Community, and the Self. And it is available right now wherever books are sold. It is a beautifully illustrated guide to connecting with the earth, your ancestors, and your communities as you come home to your whole self. Though we live in a radically different looking world, the needs of our bodies and spirits are the same as the ancestors we come from. I divide this book into four parts, land, lineage, community, and self, and I take you on a journey for engaging more deeply with your life. I provide stories from my own life and I share rituals, recipes, and ancestral wisdom, journal prompts to support you on your individual and unique and sacred path. You can get more info and bonuses at rootandritualbook.com and pick it up at your favorite bookstore online or in person. Thanks for all your support. It means the world to me. Welcome to Belonging, a podcast that explores how to come home to yourself in the age of loneliness. I'm Becca Piastrelli, your host and guide on a journey of courageous reconnection. As we explore topics like ancestral wisdom, cultivating meaningful sisterhood, living with the seasons and cycles of the earth and your body, and what it means to be a good ancestor. Hello, welcome back to Belonging, the podcast. It's Becca Piastrelli here, and I am really pumped about today's episode because it's all about human design. Human design is my new favorite conversation piece at dinner parties. Perhaps my friends are rolling their eyes or they're loving it, but it's um, a really powerful modality for knowing yourself similar to astrology or the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or Gene Keys. There's so many different things, stuff that people gravitate towards to help to help us navigate our way in the world. And human design came into my life a few years ago through my friend and empowerment coach, Katina Mercadante, when I found out that I was a manifesting generator. And it's been a really powerful way for me to reorient myself away from people and behaviors and things that really weren't serving my highest, really weren't serving my path. And in the last several years, I've done a lot of work and reorienting of my life that has really only brought good things. It's been very powerful for me in my partnership with Tim, in my friendships, in my community, in my ability to create a life that sustains me and nourishes me and lets me be of service to others, allows me to go deeper and look at the shadowy bits and really heal and in this lifelong journey that is being a good, a better ancestor. So this has led me to Instagram where I came across this woman named AC Brown, referred to me by the amazing Toy Smith, I must give credit to. And AC gives a beautiful, refreshing, and deeply understandable 
perspective on human design. And so I was following her on Instagram for like a month or two and loved everything she said. Listen to her podcast is my aura on straight. So good. Such a good name. And I've just felt nothing but clarity and relief in her words. So I said, Hey, could you come on belonging my little old podcast and talk about this more? She's a projector. So if you'll hear about it with projectors, they need to be invited. She said, yes, I hear your invitation and I say yes to it. And we had such a cool conversation. So whether you are slightly familiar, very familiar, or never heard of human design, I, I think this is a really informative episode and will get you looking up your aura type soon after or during. We actually go um, pretty deep in some ways where I asked her to share a bit more information about my relationship, my partnership with Tim, knowing our aura types. And she shared some really powerful uh, information that was like, whoa, I feel seen. I feel heard. This is great. So that's a little something you can look forward to. And what I would love to know is what your aura type is and what you can take away from this conversation and from human design. So as always, you can hit me up on Instagram at Becca P. Estrelli or head to Belonging Podcast. Highly recommend you go there for show notes, particularly to get more from AC. So without further ado, I present to you my conversation with the amazing AC Brown. Yeah, I have to give, I just said this before, but now that we're recording, I must give credit to Toy for talking you up on her Instagram. Like Toy has this amazing newsletter called Black Women Changing the Game, and she's just has such amazing content. And I'm just listening to her and watching her, and we'll link to her in the show notes here. But she was the one who was like, yo, anyone who's interested in or curious about human design. You need to know about AC Brown. And so I was like, follow. And I've just so appreciated what you share and the way you share it because human design is really freaking confusing <laughs> for so many people. They like type in their their birth date and their time and their location and they get this like image of a human being with all these like lines and colors. And so I've been told for years about human design and it was only in the last year that I've been like, oh, I get it. And then what you've shared has helped me see myself even more. So thank you for being here and thank you for doing your work. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and chat more about human design and how I came to human design, if you want to say, and just all the things that I've learned and what I want to teach through human design. Yeah. How did you come to it? Because you're like... I saw you have an MBA and you've done like the corporate thing or whatever. And then how did, because human design is kind of like a spiritual thing. Yes. So um, I am, uh, well, I guess, you know, in the Southern um, African-American culture, the elders say, uh, you know, when someone's either psychic or they are clairvoyant or they have visions, they usually say, oh, she has the gift. Mm -hmm. And so throughout my childhood, my grandmother knew that I had the gift. So just me being in tune with my spirituality has always been something because my grandmother was always like into, you know, the law of attraction before it was the law of attraction. She was a, a avid member of, of the Church of Unity and they t taught about the mind and all of that stuff. And 
And so she taught us about those things growing up. And it's just always been a part of my life. So I don't really recall spirituality outside of religion being not a part of my life. So when I started delving more into it for myself was probably around 13 or 15 when I started buying books, when I started having a lot of outer body experiences and astral projecting. I remember the first time astral projected was like, I was like 14, um, 15, like those type of things would always happen to me. And I would talk to my grandmother about it. Um, and we would have conversations and talk. And so that has always just been a part of me. So when I came into human design, it was just like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And the way my mind works, I'm a studier. And I like, to, I, that's not even a word really, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a studier. I am a, yeah. I, I like to break down stuff. Like if you, you know, had something, you're like, oh, you should learn how to make this. I will study it to the end of the earth just to make it, not for anybody's pleasure, not to sell it, just so I know I can say, oh, I know how to make that. And just for like a personal thing. So when I came to human design, it was really by chance. It was, well, for me as a projector, it was an invitation. I was at the time interning Mm -hmm. at a commercial photographer studio because I was starting my photography business. I had a photography business and the resident makeup artist, she was a yogi and she was like, you know, just came off this 30 days of yoga like experience. Yeah. And she was just talking, you know, who we talk and she was the one who introduced me to kale chips. She was like, oh, kale chips are amazing and you should try them. Um, I believe at the time um, she was really good friends with the, you know, I don't want to say the inventor of kale chips, but Brad's kale chips. That was her friend. Mm. Um, so she was like, oh, I'm going to bring you some of Brad's kale chips and all of that stuff and I'm just like okay cool and so we were talking one day and she was just like oh you know you got to do this thing called human design you got to find out your aura type and I was just like what's human design because I had already been very into astrology and different and other modalities and I was just like what is human design and she was just like oh it's you know about your aura type and I'm a manifesting generator Uh and there's only 35 percent of us and she was just you know going on and on and I'm here to do this and I was like okay I'll find out and so I did it and well before I did I was like oh I know I'm a manifester because I just do stuff I act I am I was like, I know I'm a manifestor. I was like, I'm either a manifestor or a manifesting generator. Because I just knew that because that was just how I was like in life. I'm an only child. So I would just, if I had an idea, I just do it. And Mm. of course, you know, hindsight, of course, they always did not work out. I've had several businesses. Of course, they always did not work out. Mm. And um, I went and took, you know, the thing and filled it out. And it was like, oh, you're a projector. I was like, what the hell is this? I was like a projector. I was like, why, what am I supposed to do with this information? And then it was like, wait for the invitation. I'm like, I'm not waiting on life. I'm not waiting for things to happen. I'm a go-getter. I'm going to do what I need to do. And I went and I started researching and I had a reading with someone and it was okay. Um, It really wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. And I just started diving into it myself. And then that's when like, you know, the wheel started turning and I was just like, well, wait a minute, if this is how I'm supposed to be, okay, then this makes sense. And I started doing the work and using it as a healing tool and as a self-discovery tool to figure out where I had, you know, not necessarily went wrong in my life, 
or when were the best invitations? When was, when was that a good idea? When was that not a good idea? And then I just started diving deeper into it and pr- pretty much exposing the system for what it wasn't and how the missing pieces, because there's a lot of gaps that I'm my goal is to fill in human design that people are not talking about um, when it comes to this, because it is fairly new, it's what, you know, late 80s, kind of thing. So it's fairly new if you want to think about it as as far as a, you know, compared to astrology. And it's been, it's like one, it's a wave of it and then it goes away. It's never been a consistent kind of movement behind human design. And that's my goal. If, I hope that, I hope I answered your question with that. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Okay. So that's, that's been an interesting thing. So I have to tell you this whole bit about it being like a late 80s thing. When I had first heard about human design, I was like, what? A white man made it? <laughs> like in the 80s? Like, uh, no, like I am not interested in that. And like I remember I had a book and it just like kept got dust on the shelf and then I ended up giving it away. And I just was so re- – I rejected it, to be totally honest. I rejected it because the origins felt weird in my system. Um, and then – and then it resonated so much and it's been so helpful and it's it's a modality, right? So yeah, like, can you tell more about the origin of it? Well, um, the origin was this guy named Ra. He had this download. I think he was in Croatia or somewhere, one of these exotic places. Well, it probably wasn't that, that exotic back then. Yeah. Um, but it was one of these places and he got this download to, and, you know, another guy, Richard Rudd, he's, there's a couple of people in, in it. Um, like the founders, he got this download and he created this system, which is a combination of astrology, the I Ching, metaphysics, Kabbalah, the chakra system. And he got this download of it and that's how it was created. And then he created this program system for it. And then he started teaching. I know a lot of the older school, I don't want to even call them leaders, but people who have, you know, either written books so far about it, they learned it somewhere in Arizona, some people in Russia, human design is very, very popular. Is it? Very popular right now. It is very popular. I have a lot of um, Russian followers or people who like, who are in Russia who follow my stories and they're usually human design experts in Russia um, or psychologists in Mm. Russia. It's very, very popular in Russia. So that's how... It started and then, you know, like I said, it's been a wave of it in and out, in and out. Um, so, but human design is so powerful and people are just, uh, I, w- I, w- I hope it catches on like the Enneagram has catched on. Yes, <laughs> I hope I so really too. Do. I really do. Like that's the goal. And that's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing because I've been studying human design for a little over eight years. And I just really, you know, over the last two years, have been putting my face to it, coming out of the closet, if you want to say. I've taken classes, spent thousands of dollars on stuff and learning the system, studying it, all of that. Um, And it was just like, gosh, I really wish people would be able to embrace it. But I'm one of those people who I want to try it out first before I like bring it to others, because that's really important for me to like, let me see how this works for me. Let me see how this works. Let me test some of my theories. Yeah. 
I love that you've been so devoted to it for so long. I read on one of your web pages, like, I'm not someone who just read two books and like created a sales page. Like, this has been like a devotional practice for me. And you can really feel it because I find like I've maybe, I mean, I'm really just looking at my aura type as a manifesting generator, but I feel like I've maybe hit 10%. I'm definitely getting reading with you because I've maybe hit like 10% of of what my whole, is it the entire aura? Like my cross and incarnation, all that, that's all an aura type? Well, it's not an aura what type. Would I say? My human Your design. human design aura type is you being a manifesting generator. Your incarnation cross, which is so powerful. I love them. Yeah. Um, especially when people are in alignment. It makes, when I, when I explain to them my definition of their incarnation cross, it just clicks for them and like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing now or that's what I need to go to. Um, your incarnation cross, I like to say, because um, I use the uh, the analogy of an Ikea bookcase because everybody's built something from Ikea, like at least once. Yeah. Um, and I like to say that, you know, human dis- astrology is a finished Ikea kind of bookcase because astrology is a, a all-encompassing kind of like, this is what you should do. Mm. This is the goal. Human design are the instructions on how to get there. And then your incarnation cross, what it is, is I like to use the analogy is you're building your Ikea bookcase or something from Ikea and then your phone rings and it's one of your girlfriends or somebody on the phone and you're talking and then you get this like thing in your head and you're like, oh, I need to go finish this bookcase. Um, I got a deadline. And that's what your incarnation cross is. It puts you back on track to your destiny, to your purpose. That is where it kind of puts the pieces to the puzzle and your profile and my belief in my opinion is the profile is the how you do stuff within your strategy within your aura type and then your gates which are my favorite I love 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 the gates that are your personality traits and just things that are part of your personality where you can maximize and that's where people miss the whole kind of just of human design because the gates are so I'm so passionate about the gates Mm. I am like I'm really because you can I've studied so many people's charts from millionaires to billionaires to thought leaders and time and time again some of the same patterns come up when things happen in the media or I'm like oh you know when people do certain things your gates really stick out and they are the the like piece of like, okay, that makes sense. This person has gates such and such. That's why they're doing this or your centers or it's just, it's so it's, I I don't want to say magical, but like you said, (laughs) it's, it is magical because you can really transform who you are using it. And it's not saying that you can't be successful if you don't have this particular thing in your chart or except it's just about maximizing your potential through it and like you said most people know the surface part of it of this is my aura type this is my strategy they're not familiar with like you said how to maximize it and really really get into it and that's what my goal is Mm. and see in that way this feels very ancient you know, like, yes, it like was downloaded by this dude in the 80s, but it's it feels so deeper than just like someone made it up. It's like this, I mean, I'll, I I don't know. This is beyond, 
you know, like the logical Western mind's way of justifying it. But I have to say, the more I sink my teeth into it, the just it, it's almost a sense of relief. Right? Absolutely, it's like you you're you're giving you're giving readings to your clients and you're telling them about their aura types and they're like, oh, that makes sense. And then you're telling them about their strategies and oh, that makes sense. And then you're telling them about their their gates and all of those things. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, cool. I'm not crazy. Like how to op- it's it's like being able to operate in the system we live in, right? Which can feel very frustrating and capitalism and patriarchy. But if we can know ourselves, we can work with our superpowers, you know, with our with what comes easily for us, with our where the energy comes from, with the invitations for protectors, whatever it is. It's um, been really empowering for me to, and I've I've just dipped my toe in it. And that's the key is to know yourself better and to utilize that and maximize your potential through saying, okay, here is my blueprint. This is what I have to work with. And let me play these cards the best way I can. And for me, because of my, you know, intuitive psychic stuff, I, it, it's like, I always say it, it's more like a tarot card for me. It's like a jumping off point because other stuff, you know, my guides send me other things and other things will come out. And people are so funny when I do like the recorded readings that I have, you know, people email me and be like, oh, how did you know such and such? And I'm just like, oh, that just came through when I was reading it. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I give scenarios and stuff. So it's really like a jumping off point for me, but I can, it's so funny the way I read, I can see so many things about a person. Um, I did a relationship reading for a client. She's, you know, has a, you know, a new guy and I, it was just every, I just saw so much and she was just like, oh my God, you were spot on. Mm. She was like, that's him. And I was just like, and it was just other things that come up, you know, cause of my, you know, my guides and everything come, come through, but I use it as a, it's just like a window, like, oh, let me see what's going on with you. Okay, this is why you're having issues here. And this is why this, and this is why that. And But it it does feel, I say all of that to say, it does feel ancient mm-hmm. because you are um, just really digging deeper into yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which I think gives me that feeling of relief of being able to see and know myself in all of my ways, even those like shadowy ways. It's like, oh, this makes sense. Okay, so I just want to give one little thing about about me as a manifesting generator, and then I think we should probably explain what these aura types are for people who are like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, I think one of the biggest reliefs for me is to understand um, that my strategy is to respond is that I need to – that's what it is, right? To I have to wait to respond. I need to feel that inner like yes or no. Right. And as a manifesting generator, I'm a real multitasker and the next shiny thing. And oh, I want to go to that and that and that and that. And I can do a lot of things. And um, I, I was just experiencing burnout so much in my life and, and deep frustration and resentment of my own calendar and of people asking things of me. And then me saying yes, and then me being mad at myself, but just projecting it on them. Just like, why am I so busy and burned out and overwhelmed? And just knowing that as, as a manifesting generator, that my like the what is in deep service to me is to wait to respond. And so now I have this like 24-hour rule before saying yes to anything. I've put it, I've put into my life these boundaries around commitment. For me, that had, I mean, I still break them a lot, but way less than I used to. 
And then I have a little learning moment like, oh, right. I'm supposed to wait to respond because <laughs> in the moment it's like, yes, yes, yes. And then 24 hours later, it's like, no, no, that was, that was a no. And so to just allow for that time for me to really know what's true, like that, that has been the thing for me. That's good. I mean, well, for you as a manifesting generator, of course, your purpose is to build and master, but you're here to find shortcuts to mastery. And your strategy is really to respond, then imagine how you're going to respond and then inform the people around you of when or what you're going to respond and then act because you do have that part of your part manifester part generator but mostly generator you're um but you have that you know edge to imagine and then inform and then form pure generators um which manifesting generators and um, generators are majority of the population pure generators are here to build and master as well but it's mastery over time so they're really here to respond then act but you both are waiting for the sounds of your sacral center. So I always tell my clients it's either a hell yes or a hell no. It's never a hell maybe. Yeah. The hell maybe is what is going to get you uh, really <laughs> just messed up out here. And then we have projectors, um, which I am a projector, and our purpose is to guide and direct other people's energy and the um, and direct the creation of energy and we are here to our strategy is pretty much to wait be wait, wait to be invited or recognize then we act and then you have your you know magical you know manifestors who they're the only ones in the human design aura their purpose is to initiate ideas and to create an impact and they're here to inform and then act um, and then you have reflectors and reflectors are the you know the least of the bunch, there's only two percent of um, reflectors, and I'm and we can talk about that because I think it's going to change. As oh really? The, oh, absolutely. I think as time goes on, it's going to change the percentage. But reflectors, their purpose is to be a karmic mirror, and so they need to wait a 28 day cycle, a moon cycle, then act. Um, but there's some some tweaks that they can do for that because nobody has 28 days to wait for anything now, (laughs) but you know, it's major decisions um, where they have to wait, but there's ways for them to cut that down. Mm. Yeah. I just, I, I met my first reflector that I know about. He's actually in a relationship with my projector friend and, Oh yeah. And we've, and we've been talking about what it's like to be a projector and a reflector in a relationship. And then they have a child who's a manifester. Oh gosh. Wow. <laughs> that is a whole bunch of non-energy going on there. Yeah. And they wow. do. They really struggle with that, like get up and go that like. Movement. Yeah. They, they don't have that at all. That is wow. They must love each other. That's all I can say. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean, but they must really love each other. That's yeah. That's a struggle right there. Wow. Yeah. So can we talk about that, the energy piece? Because I find that like living in capitalism, there's just this whole belief system that we're all working through around productivity and worth and energy and movement. And I think it's been so helpful for me to know like what my type is. I'm married to a pure generator. It's very obvious where, yeah, he's just like 
generating is his joy um and and his his literal purpose so and then i have i have um like i have a friend coming tomorrow and she's a manifester and she's like so excited to be in my space because i have the generator in me and so uh, i hope i'm not moving too quickly for listeners but if there's yeah if there's anything no, that's coming through that you can I say can definitely about, about that, that energy and then the combinations right well of people coming together well so the generators and manifesting generators, the big population, you two are the only ones who have um, sustainable energy. Um, so it's a little red box in your chart and it is um, defined. That's a defined center. So that's an energy center. So that energy center is what makes you be able to go, 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 work, 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 all of that stuff. You still have to manage it properly because you can burn out, but you do have more energy. So when you see your chart, anything that is colored in is something that is defined. Anything that is open is um, undefined. And it's like a sponge or an antenna that picks up that signal. So your friend who is a manifester, she doesn't have any um, sustainable energy. So projectors, manifestors, and reflectors have no sustainable energy. So when we are around people with sustainable energy, we not only recharge them, you know, the other people with um, sustainable energy, but we also get a boost ourselves while we're in the presence of people. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, is that she's probably wanting to come by because your energy is going to be high. She's going to feel, you know, productive. She's going to feel alive, not saying that she doesn't by herself, but it's just a different experience. You feel, um, and that's where reflectors, projectors, and manifestors often when they find out that they are that particular aura type is, is a very good relief because since the majority of the population our reflector, I mean, our, manif our manifesting generators and generators, imagine being around all that energy your whole life and then feeling like uh, something's wrong because you, you can't, can't keep up. up. You yeah. can't keep up or, you know, I have two generator parents. So imagine, you know, me having two generator parents who are constantly go, 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 go. And then you, here I am, a projector. And so a lot, like a lot of projectors um, at times, um, in their childhood are often deemed as lazy. Mm. Um, that's common. Um, but that's not the case. We just don't feel like it. Literally. I can remember as a kid, I don't feel like doing this. And I literally didn't feel like it. It wasn't that I was lazy or anything. I just didn't feel like doing something. So when, you know, a non, you know, sacral and a sacral get together, it's, it's beneficial for both. However, when that non-sacral energy, that manifester, projector, or reflector leave, we are drained because you, um, we're sort of like, I like to say, like, um, we recharge your, your battery. So you get this, like, you get like a, like a recycled clean energy from us. Yeah. And then when we leave you, it's like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm dead now. <laughs> not, not dead, but just like, I'm drained, but I had a good time. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's like going to a really great party. Like I had, I was great, but now I'm dead tired. Yeah. I mean, I think when we were DMing before this, I was like, I'm so excited to talk to a projector. And you were probably like, okay, afterwards, <laughs> after this conversation. <laughs> no, not, at, not at all. Not at all. Not at all.
Not all. I mean, I'm very clued into that. And I think I said, like, I really, really love me an empowered projector because I feel so seen by um, empowered projectors, you know, like um, like ones that are, are feeling like healthy and knowing of their invitations and all that. Like it's it just feels so good to be in their presence and I watch how I can feed their doing, Oh, you know, and I can like, um, you know, like I really like brainstorming sessions with projectors and my, um, my business manager is a manifester. Oh, that's and I find nice. we, we flow so man, like session when we have our calls on Mondays, it's like, dang, like we are just going through it. And I'm like generating, but she's also like really ho- holding up my manifesting. Like she's like, let's vision, let's vision. What do you – because I just am like, let's logistics. And she's like, let's vision. Right. What are you seeing? What are you feeling? And that's just so healthy for me in my work to not just dive into the generating right. immediately. Right. And for her as a manifester, that she's here to start creation, to be creative. That's great for her to have that. Um, Unfortunately, she's not a finisher um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, But Mm -hmm. uh, starting and flowing creatively is perfect for her. So that's why your sessions are so amazing. Um, And I talk about, you know, some of the combinations and I'm going to do a podcast on relationships. um, Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. But, you know, because I have have my theories about things and just my studies. I'm like, oh, this is why this, you know, but of course, you know, projectors and man, I mean, impure generators as far as couples are like really amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Manifesting generators and projectors are good. I prefer manifesting generators with generators. That's just me personally oh lucky me yeah lucky you um only <laughs> only because in the, from from not only from my dating experience and from others but non-sacrals with manifesting generators often end up very it just ends badly um really yeah and i and i have my theories to why um it it just ends kind of badly and um so I, I I have my my I have my pick, you know, for you know for generators. I really like generators with projectors, manifestors. If I prefer manifestors with manifestors, um, my experience in seeing manifestor manifestor relationships are amazing, like just amazing. Um, reflectors, I prefer them with a manifesting generator when it comes to a relationship but if you know because there's all sorts of relationships you know but like it's like romantic um it's i don't i really the combination of manifesting generator and a non-sacral it has to be it just it's some it's some tweaks there because it's a lot going on Mm. um with that because you have two people um, especially with the manifesting generator and the projector, you have someone who is a multitaxer, you know, who can do all things. And then you have someone who's trying to um, guide and direct all things. And then it might be too slow for them. And all there's a, there's a lot of mm. tweaks there, but friendship wise, it's great. But romantically, I have lots of theories and thoughts in my studies of power couples and all of that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this makes sense why they're working together and why they're not. And this is why they broke up. I'm like, okay, this this totally makes sense. (laughs) Okay. So what are Michelle and Barack Obama? Because that's like the ultimate power couple to me. Yeah. So Michelle is a pure generator and Barack Obama is a projector. Um, So 
yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, Jeff Bezos, um, even though they're divorced now, but they spent a majority of him building his business um, together. Him and his wife, um, Jeff is a projector. Um, I think her name is Melissa or something like that. I forgot. I'm forgetting. Um, yeah. But she's a um, pure Mackenzie. generator. Mackenzie. There you go. Um, she's a pure generator as well. Um, ah. So then you have Oprah and Gail. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oprah and Gail, you know, um, Oprah's a pure generator. Um, Gail mm-hmm. is a projector. Um, Stedman's actually a manifester. So that actually works. Ah. Yeah. So Beyonce and Jay-Z are both generators. So that works together. Um, oh, the like hustle vibe, the like yes. what it takes. Exactly. So yeah, Barack and Michelle are of course the ultimate. So it's projector. I love projectors with generators. It really, really makes so much sense because projectors are here to also guide and direct manifesting generators and generators. So, because that's the majority of the population. So when you have two people in a relationship, Michelle, you know, and it just makes sense. She, you know, made more more money than Barack did for a majority of their marriage um, because he was on this political path and he was a civil rights attorney and he was doing all these things, which she was the breadwinner at some points in their relationship because projector men, um, it's very hard for projector men um, because they need to really learn how to master things um, like a generator because there's so many generators and generator generator energy is very masculine. So um, it's very, very masculine. So projector men need to, you know, they need to master something. So Steven Spielberg, he's a projector. He's mastered filmmaking. Um, So Barack Obama, he's mastered, of course, his political career and him being an attorney. But projector men often have time. uh, If you meet a projector man after his 30s and he's not as successful as he should be, it's because he probably hasn't stuck to one thing. That's Mm. the only... um, kind of person that I would say needs to stick to one thing as a projector man projector women not so much because you know relationship dynamics are different um but projector men I think they should master something uh and then like Serena Williams she's a projector um so there's so many projector generator combinations that are just really good um so yeah uh, I, I lost my train of thought because I can just I can just blab on about. Well, it. just keep talking about celebrities with their auras, and I'm like, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, you. we'll see. The reason why I do that is because you know, not just because celebrities. Oh, you want to be like anybody, but it's just so a little bit more relatable. That is what is missing in human design. Um, is that's my goal is to make it more relatable and to, because the people who, uh, no offense to the people who are big in it right now, but there is a very, um, how can I put this? Uh, I, there's a very thin line between um, a baby boomer who is in, in it versus people between the ages of 25 and 40 now. We don't have the same lifestyle. We can't go to a job and start at the mailroom and then five years become the CEO of the company. That doesn't work for right. us. So the world has changed. Correct. So you can't tell me, oh, just wait for the invitation. 
um, yeah, that's cute and all, but I have bills to pay or, you know, wait, can we talk about that? Because I find that, um, just for those of us who either are projectors or are know a projector, I think understanding, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you, that's okay. I actually think this bit about this bit about the invitation and waiting for the invitation is important for all beings to hear and understand about projectors. And I love how you're like, putting it into this day and age. Yeah. So for me, invitations, what projectors really need to understand, invitations are not just external. Um, I don't care what you read in the human design books, which um, my book is almost done. Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. What you read in other things, invitations are not only external, but they are internal. Um, when you feel an invitation internally to do something, to go somewhere, a hunch, um, regardless of your or I mean, not your or type, regardless of your um, authority, you need to act on it. And the missing piece that projectors miss the most in their strategy, yes, we are here to be number one, invited, and we're here to be recognized. In the meantime, we need to follow our bliss, meaning we need to do the things that we love to do. And that's projectors really miss it. So if you love to do something, then do that. You don't need to be invited to that particular thing. But the big invitations, like big career moves, marriage, friendships, those big things are invitations. Those things that can really change your life. Those are invitations, whether internal or external. But in the meantime, you need to follow your bliss and do the things that you love. And, and most projectors who I work with, they're like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I'm like, well, then that's your problem. <laughs> you have to figure that out. Mm. And, of you know, projectors have the most trial and error um, out of all of the um, projectors and manifestors have the most trial and error out of all of the aura types because we are here to guide something else besides ourselves that that kind of can become unclear in a way. And then you're on this journey of ebb and flow of figuring out what you like and what you don't like and where projectors and manifest get a little upset is because they haven't figured it out yet. Um, they don't know what they want. And I'm just like, you You have to go through the process. Um, you have to get to know yourself. You have to try stuff. You cannot be afraid. Um, we are probably the biggest risk takers out of all of the aura types as well. Um, Ah. because we we have to figure it out and find our flow. Manifesting generators and um, third generators, they, fi- they find their flow or they find something to master and then they can just carry that on. It doesn't work like that for projectors and manifestors. Reflectors are a little bit different because they really have to figure out the basics first and then they can move on into figuring out other stuff in their life. Thank you for that. And I'm I'm thinking that there's got to be some projectors or like lovers of projectors or friends of projectors who are like, okay. So here's a question I have for you as a projector. Um, so like, can you plan your own parties? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is kind of an odd question. <laughs> no, I mean like I like the invitation. If I love, you know? well, here's the thing. And this is and this is a funny story. Um, and I talk about this. Um, I wrote a story about it in my book. I never loved to have birthday parties because I was afraid that people wouldn't show up. Um, because I was the girl 
in school who was invited to everyone else's party. And so I would be at everybody else's party and then it would be like my birthday. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have one. And people are going to come because there's so many birthdays happening. And I would just be going to other people's party. But you can plan it. Um, I would say have somebody else invite other people to yeah. do it. Right. That would be it. Um, you know, like or put it out in the universe. Like, oh, I would love a birthday party for myself. But I would probably at this point as a projector, I would probably plan a party for myself, but then have the event planner, like invite everybody else to release the attachment of it. Um, That's very key for projectors as well. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that in some other works about manifesting because projectors have it very hard when it comes to manifesting stuff. Um, And we, we have to release the attachment of the things that we want, even though that's, you know, a law really in all manifesting, but it works a little bit different for projectors. Mm hmm. Okay, so for people who are listening and are like, oh my gosh, I what is my aura type? So they could Google human design and put in their like it's your birth date, time, um, and and location, much yeah. like astrology birth chart, and you can and that's an easy way to right. find your or aura type. Like find like I have a link in my bio and I can do that for you and Sick. Yeah, but I was yeah I was gonna say yeah you can provide because it's actually very confusing what it spits out. I gotta tell you, yeah, it's very confusing what that like Human Design America or whatever spits out. So yeah, we'll include links to ways that people can find out more about their aura type and like their deeper profile with you because I think that's something I really appreciate about you is it just makes sense when you talk Aww. about it. That's my goal. That's my goal to make it make sense. (laughs) That is literally my goal. That's my purpose to make it make sense for everyone because it's so helpful. It's you can learn so much about yourself and you it empowers you to go forth in the things that you want to do and the things that you love and to really figure out what you're here on this earth to do. And like I say, to start living from your core instead of your conditioning, because we've been conditioned so much by, you know, our parents, by society about what we're supposed to do. And it's just really perfect to be able to live in this alignment with yourself and know like, these are the decisions that I can make or shouldn't make, except you know, or et cetera, you, you know, and this is how I'm supposed to do it. How I get there. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I'm really tuning into like how much it's almost like there can be like human design envy of like, Oh, it would be so much easier in this, like, you know, like era of late capitalism to be a generator because then I could just have the energy to do. And then a generator could be like, oh, it'd just be so much easier if I was a projector because then like I wouldn't, I wouldn't burn out and like I could direct people and that, you know, there can be like this grass is always greener sort of way. And I find sometimes in conversations around human design, there can be a little bit of that energy, maybe just in my like friend groups of like, um, either frustration with aura type or jealousy of another aura type. And I think it's it's just um, a lot of it we have to remember is like the systems we live in and how to leverage what it is that we are naturally born into under these certain stars in this certain place that make us who we are so that we can thrive. Because that's what I'm hearing you say, no matter who we are, 
reflectors, projectors, all of them, that we can we can find ways to be successful and to thrive and to take care of ourselves. And it's just, it's in knowing who we are and what what naturally comes for us. Exactly. And of course, there's always going to be envy when you have, you know, like, oh, this person has this advantage or, you know, this person can't do this or I have to wait for this. But it's about maximizing who you are within the system and saying, okay, I might not have these components. And because, you know, people always, when I read, do readings for people or, you know, they do coaching with me, they're like, oh, I don't have what you, you know, talk about the money gates. And does this mean I'm not going to make any money? And all of this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not what it means. It means that you have to maximize what's already in your chart and how to utilize it. Um, some people do have an advantage. I'm not going to lie from my studies of pulling hundreds of charts of millionaires, billionaires, all people. It is a pattern. I'm not going to lie to you about that. There is a pattern. There are things that are there that usually when people are super successful or make a lot of money or things like that, I see them, but that doesn't mean that you can't have this life that you want if you're not, you know, destined to become famous or to be this, you know what I mean? There's so many other great things besides that. Um, And there's there's room for you to be yourself in this world and to enjoy your life the way you want to. And I think that's where people get a little confused with any modality is they're always looking for the dollar signs and looking for external things with maximizing their potential. And I always say to people, when you heal yourself and when you decondition, the byproduct is going to be the things that you want, but you can't get to those things until you do the the groundwork, yeah. until you figure out the first steps. Totally. Totally. The byproduct is, what did you say? The byproduct is Oh, I, I say want. the byproduct is the life you want. That's, you know, what it is. It's the money. It's the whatever you're seeking. That's the byproduct of healing and deconditioning. Oh, that's you there. That gives me goosebumps. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I am um, I have kind of one more selfish question about myself. No, go ahead. So, um being in a marriage with a pure generator, what like what should I what should I look out for? I think not what you should look out for. I would say how to utilize each other better um, for you. And hopefully he's utilized you. And I always say everybody needs a manifesting generator in their life um, because you guys literally are great manifestors. If manifesting generators, and I say this time and time again to my friends who are manifesting generators, to people who I read who are manifesting generators, if you do not have the life that you want, it is literally like for real your fault. And that is because, (laughs) well, that's with anybody, but mostly with manifesting generators. Okay. That's with anybody, mostly manifesting generators. And that's because manifesting generators, you have this gift of manifesting visually and visualizing the things that you want to happen. And when you are in alignment, like, true alignment, doing the work that you're supposed to be doing in the right career, things will show up instantly. And so with you having that power, being in a relationship with a generator, they're there to do the work for you to make those visions happen. So you guys can really be like a huge power couple if you just do because he's the worker 
Yeah. So he's going to make the mastery of it. And you are an, a worker as well, but you have the vision to bring it in and to bring those opportunities in. So that's really important for you guys as a couple, you know, with the generator and manifesting generator kind of combination. He's going to do the work. Yeah. And make, you know, get the money and make it happen. You're there to guide that vision to put together. And that's really important for you to know. So that's one of the things that I do see that kind of frustrates me when it comes to manifesting generators and their relationships. Manifesting generators need to be utilized much better in their relationships than they are. But it's really about, it depends on, you know, gender roles, all of that stuff. It's a, a lot of pieces and it's very hard to give someone that power, but the vision that manifesting generators have is very good for the relationship. You can really build the life that you want together, but it's hard if you have a stubborn generator who doesn't want to listen or who thinks your ideas are bullshit. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's, so it's, 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 it's hard. So it's really about finding the right person and, you know, being open to, them, you know, being open to your ideas and being open to the things that you have to say. And it's a lot of pieces. I love doing relationship readings um, because it's really showing the couple how to maximize each of their strengths versus like, oh, this is going to happen for you guys. It's more like, all right, this is the gates that you guys have. This is where he can help you with this area and all of that. It's just that's where I do love human design when it comes to relationships, because as you know, relationships, especially romantic ones, they have the ability to make or break you as a person, really. If you're with the wrong person, they can mess up your self-esteem. They can hinder your success. They can do all of these things. But if you're with the right person, you can literally be unstoppable. You can be two unstoppable people in this great relationship where both of you are fulfilling your purposes simultaneously while coming together and having this huge goal of accomplishment. And people really f- don't realize that when they're they're just like, oh, I like him and I love him and let's get married. It's like, no, what's the ultimate purpose of you guys, you know? Ugh, and that's really Yes. <sighs> Thank you for your words. I feel so seen. And oh, you know very little about my profile. You just know our aura types. But um, man, that, I've been with him 14 years. And, you know, we just like thought each other was hot initially. You know, I was 19 right. years old. And it's just, like, it's just been really beautiful to watch. I mean, there's in so many ways we've been healing and working together and growing. Um, and when I really stepped into the manifesting generator and really stopped trying to match his generator – things have shifted dramatically in our life. And so what you're saying just feels so true. Well, that's good. Of just of, of asking him to trust my vision. Yeah. And me being like, oh, you can't vision. I can't. I mean, he can, but you know, like right. I, my, my vision's, I can vision for both of us. There's like a motor in my vision. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I love the projector generator combination. Because just imagine Michelle Obama listening to Barack one night and be like, listen, I'm going to be the president. And she was probably like, <laughs> okay, sure. And so it's about, you know, and their relationship in itself and most manifesting, I mean, most generators and projector relationships like that, that is one of those things where you have to trust because proje- I tell people all the time, not just because I'm a projector, but if you 
have the opportunity to marry a projector or to be in a relationship, listen to them because they, we really have this way of seeing things and we can make it happen. And same with you manifesting generators. If you're with a manifesting generator or a projector, it is about the vision and that can actually, we have that belief in the vision and what we see and what we feel. And it's very important for the other party to listen to that because if you don't have someone who listens and I've been in a relationship where I didn't have that, it's very hard and you won't get anywhere. And it's kind of pointless to be together if yeah. you know, you're know you not fulfilling your both of your purposes at the same time, as well as the purpose of the relationship. So it's just, it's really important for that whole thing. Because imagine what Jeff's wife, you know, I think she was with him at the beginning of Amazon. She was the book. She did all the books and the financials. That's what I'm exactly. So yeah. he was crazy, but she. He, I'm sure he was like, just, but trust me, and look yeah. at look, look, look at they did them together. Now. Look at they yeah. did together, and that is why. That's a, this. That's just another reason why. Not only for personal growth and personal development, but the the combination of different aura types and how to maximize what's in your chart in relationships is. I mean, it's pure magic what people can literally attain and accomplish if they just, they just listen to me when I don't know what to do. Just listen to me. Listen to me. Just listen to me. Like you have, like you have the components. When I see certain people's charts, it sort of, it kind of frustrates me in a way because I'm just like, what are you talking about? Why are you having problems selling? Why are you having problems doing this? Like you have this, this and that and you should be able to, you know, this and that. And so, and then it's about the deconditioning part because we are, you know, yeah. imagine living your way the wrong way for, let's say the average person, in my opinion, probably stumbles upon human design around the age 27, 28, um, some earlier. So imagine 25, 28 years, almost 30 years of your life living a certain way. And then you find out that you've been doing it all wrong of course you're not going to believe that it's supposed to work a different way. You've made it to your point. And sometimes we love, you know, we love holding on to our stories and, you know, the things that don't serve us, we love holding on to that. So it's kind of difficult to tell someone, especially like me, like, oh, you know, I'm a projector. I have to wait for the invitation now. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I'm a go-getter. I'm a doer because I have two generator parents. They are workers. <laughs> you know, my dad built a so company. that was modeled for you, right? Right. My dad was a, my dad, it was self-employed. My, he's still self-employed my whole life. He's built, he was in real estate. He's had his own businesses. That's what he did. And he worked hard. And my mom's an accountant and she works hard. And so that is my whole life of working hard, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to work hard, you know, yeah. no, you know, so it's, that's kind of. To have a deeper impact in the world and a better life, you know, for future generations. Right. You don't have to work hard. Correct. You, you shouldn't. I should. That's I'm like, going to kill myself. Whoa. Right. That's like, whoa, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't have to work hard. I don't have to do the work. I'm here to guide people. Yeah. That doesn't. That's weird. <laughs> like, so that's, you know, really what's why I love human design, what it's about. And that's, like I said, my goal is to fill in those blanks because right now it's just a bunch of theory going around, like the theory of it all. And this is what a gate is. This is what your strategy is. And then you have, you know, a group of people, unfortunately, who 
you know, are somewhat, some of them are privileged. Some of them um, are come from a different generation. And for me, I feel, I fill in a lot of gaps just, you know, for me being who I am and the experiences that I've had in my life that other people might not have. So I can really tell you what it looks like to work at a job that you hate and try to get out of that job and create a business for yourself because I've done it several times and I've done it using my strategy several times. Um, So it's going to look different for, you know, everybody, but that's one of the advantages of me and working with me and just my experience and my education, all of that stuff is, and like I put on my (laughs) website, you know, the little thing, it's not, this is not something I just picked up. Yeah. This is something I've been practicing on myself for a while, some failures with it, but other success. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So where can people find you to get in on this goodness? Well, they can find me on Instagram at AC Brown. Um, you can also go to my website at acbrown.com. Um, that's where I'm at on the interwebs on Al Gore's internet. That's where I'm at. <laughs> so, um, just search AC Brown. Um, and you'll find me on Instagram and on my website. And also too, I do have a podcast where I talk all about human design. Um, it's called, is my aura on straight? You can just search that wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to feature a bunch of your content on, um, belongingpodcast.com. So you, you can head to the show notes listeners and, um, yeah, there's just, I highly recommend following AC's Instagram and podcast, uh, particularly when um, you feature like celebrities, like archetypally celebrities in their aura types, and like when you like apply like Star Wars characters or like Bravo TV shows, it's just you really are helping us in all of that. Really tune into this this deep wisdom. So thank you so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom. I'm just like so into this and so into you. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate the invitation. And this is a great, great conversation. And I hope your listeners will be able to, you know, to have some takeaways from this. Yeah. And um, hit us up, hit us up on Instagram. Let AC and I know like what, like what's your aura type and what came up for you and what are you curious about? Because we want to keep talking about it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I know your time is sacred, and I hope this episode infused some inspiration and meaning into your day. For show notes, links, and references from this episode, you can go to belongingpodcast.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to Belonging on Apple Podcasts, and if you have a moment, leave a review. This helps my little podcast reach more listeners, and I would be ever so grateful.